welcome, welcome into Crossing State Lines. I am Jake, joined as always by Stoneham's finest, the Massachusetts resident with the most. He is the great, the wonderful, the powerful Dave Albiani. Dave, what's going on? Uh, you know, nothing. Just uh, scrolling Twitter and enjoying the night uh, because I actually haven't seen my house that often been being inside of it. I've been outside most off, uh, most often recently. So it's, it's nice to see the same four walls every day. I have to say. Yeah. It's a, it's a real, real uplifting sight indeed. Um, but you're never alone when you're surrounded by family. You know what I mean? That's, that's true. That's it's, and you're surrounded by your crossing state lines, family folks. If you're chilling at home sounds and got nothing. Or something. what was that? So that sounds like an Olive Garden greeting or something. It, uh, you know what? Now that you say that, it does exactly sound like the Olive Garden slogan. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and what you just heard were the dulcet tones of our guest, our former uh, radio co-host of Morocco, Maxwell and Albiani, the top-rated, or I'll say it again, top-rated RIU two drive time sports radio program. It is Brandon Maxwell. Brandon, how are you? Doing well. Can't complain. How about you guys? Oh, you know, hanging in there, and Brandon. Uh, you are joining us again for a very special episode of a segment that we do every now and then on Crossing State Lines of who would win in the fight. And that is essentially Dave and I bringing a bunch of different players to the table. And it could be movie characters, athletes, in this case, movies. And uh, we, need a th- we need an impartial juror. We need somebody to decide for us. Because the first few times Dave and I did this together, and it was civil for the most part. Emily would play tiebreaker if we needed it. But it's good to bring somebody impartial into the fold. And we brought Brandon in for the last one we did, and it was a smash hit. Everybody loved it. So we brought Brandon back for this very same purpose. And this time, we are going to be discussing movies that were a part of a series or a trilogy. It has to be at least in a trilogy, but the movie cannot be the first in that trilogy because that's too easy. The first movie is always great. I could have picked Jurassic Park or Alien. But it's you gotta make it a hard. little bit. You gotta make it a little bit hard. What was that? Or die hard. Or die hard. You, it, it it's it, you make it harder. You make it a rocky. You make it so hard by just limiting it to sequels. So this is essentially who would win in a fight sequel edition, and it's mostly sequels that are entirely sequels that are a part of at least trilogies. So uh, without further ado, Brandon, are you ready to serve as our judge? I am. Let's get it going. All right, let's do it. Brandon, would you mind uh, kicking us off here? So how we're going to do this is Dave and I both have 11 because there won't be a tie that way. So, Brandon, start off by picking a number between 1 and 11 for both myself and for Dave. And I could pick different different numbers oh, for yeah. each, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. So 1 through 11. Uh, I'll go with uh, 4 for Dave, and let's go with... Uh, nine for Jake. All right, Dave, uh, why don't you kick us off here? All right, so my movie at number four, and you're probably going to uh, have to give up on this one. I have Avengers Infinity War. Okay, all right. Well, that just saying <laughs> just saying the title of the movie uh, really makes the case for you. Um, my number nine is Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Ooh. Hear me out. Hear me out. Uh, it's a great movie. Um, full disclosure, and I'm just, I want to be honest with you guys. Full disclosure. 
Haven't seen the whole thing all the way through, but the parts I've seen are very good. Um, you've got yeah. you've got Robert Pattinson. He's in it before he became insufferable for that period of time. Um, Daniel Radcliffe throwing his fastball the whole time. Emma Watson. <laughs> Emma Watson's great. Uh, Rupert Grint. There might not be a better Rupert Grint performance out there. Um, uh, Voldemort is good, of course. Uh, Ray Fiennes, great, great job. Um, look, I know what the outcome is going to be on this one. I get it. But The Goblet of Fire, great movie. Uh, great Harry Potter stuff. If you're a Harry Potter fan, go for it. If you want to pick the superhero movie, whatever, whatever, I get it. But, um... Harry Potter, great franchise, has grossed billions and billions of dollars. So uh, I'm going to leave it at that. Goblet of Fire, great movie. Rest in peace, Cedric Diggory, Robert Pattinson's character. He dies in the movie. Um, That is one of the few parts I've seen over and over again. But just saying, great movie. Um, But is it Infinity War? Probably not. Yeah, let me come at this a different way. Oh, boy. Uh, Avengers... Infinity War. Does that work? Yeah, that's about that. It. That's really all I need to hear. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> don't, don't you dare. Don't you dare. All right, here's what I'll say. If Jake had maybe put up like a, a, a micro fraction of, of a fight in favor of Cabin of Fire, yeah. I might. A micro fraction of a fight. I fought for like three minutes for that movie, uninterrupted. I tried to put up a good fight. Yeah, succeeded there at the end when you said it might not be whatever, whatever this Avengers movie is. What is it? Infinity War. See, (laughs) all right. uh, I guess I'm going to give it to Avengers for that reason. God damn. Uh, (laughs) I really. Although I'm fully on board with giving it to Harry Potter. Yo, you got. All right, Cedric did get murked, but he was a good wizard at the time. Before he, I mean, he was matched up against uh, Voldemort. Like, what is he supposed to do? He's like fifteen. Um, you got young Harry Potter, like we mentioned. You got Mad Eye Moody, who's not Mad Eye Moody, but who's locked in a in a, a crate. Once they get him out, he's a very powerful wizard. Oh yeah, I saw that Dumbledore. part too. Yeah, I saw that part too. Yeah, I think they got a pretty good fight if you if you put him up against the Avengers. See, I, I just I just made a case for you right there. If you had said that, you would be you would be up one over right now. Oh, if I brought up Mad Eye Moody, I would have won. That's fantastic. I should have <laughs> thought of that. Maybe if Emily wasn't asleep, she could have thrown me a Mad Eye Moody. But you know what? Whatever. I'll, I'll I'll take my lashes and we'll move on. All right. So let's move on to uh to, to the next Brandon. Uh, what do you offer your next two numbers? Um, let's go with uh let's go with one for Dave, and for Jake. I gave you nine left. You did. You did. Uh, go with six. Six. Great. Awesome. Dave, what do you got? I have uh, the second movie in the trilogy, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, the newest one, the newest trilogy, so 2014. Get out of here. I mean, if you want, I'll just I'll just take the dub right now if you want. I mean, you don't even have to bother explaining. What, what do you have? Uh, my number six is X2, X-Men United which is the best X-Men movie of that trilogy because the first one's okay. The second, uh, third one is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And the second one, X2 X-Men United, um, because Brandon's a stickler for details, apparently. I'll go, uh, I'll go a little bit deeper on this one. Uh, 
has one of the best opening scenes in a movie I've ever seen. Has a Nightcrawler, Alan Alan Cumming as Nightcrawler going around the White House, teleporting around, killing people. It's incredible. Um, yeah, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. It's it's a pretty good storyline with Stryker, and it's uh, you know Wolverine kind of reliving his past. And there's a raid on the X Mansion. That's a really cool scene. And I think it just has the best storytelling overall of any of those three movies. And it's got a lot of characters like Nightcrawler that we saw and then didn't really see much of again. And Nightcrawler is kind of a fan favorite. But I think the fact that it's by far the best in this trilogy. And I I just think it's... it's By that point, this movie came out in like 2002, 2003. So for comic book movies at the time, it's one of the best ever made. I mean, people thought it was probably the, the one of the best things they've ever seen at that time with the special effects and, you know, like Mystique and Nightcrawler and seeing all these people, like, actually looking like their comic book companions. It was, it's a cool sight, and it kind of inspired me to go back and watch those movies again. So I'm going to go with X2 just because I think it's, it's also I think it's probably an easier rewatch than Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. That feels like a bit of a grittier movie. It is kind of a gritty movie, but it's uh, it's very good. I think this trilogy is extremely underrated as far as how, how good it is. You have three pretty good movies. I mean, the first one with James Franco is probably the worst of the three, but it's still a good movie. And then I don't know where I stand on the next two, but I have Dawn of, Plan of, the, Pl- Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which is the second one, directed by Matt Reeves, um, Gary Oldman, Carrie Russell, Andy Serkis, uh, Jason Clark are the main stars. Andy Serkis is Caesar the Monkey, which... Uh, Caesar is awesome in all three movies. I mean, you go to the movies to see Caesar, and in this movie, you get you get war, you get guns, you get apes trying to take over. You got evil apes trying to take over the human side. You got humans trying to blow up the apes' home. You have Caesar trying to heal after he's shot by one of his own uh, members of his tribe, and you have a, a bunch of really cool action shots of monkeys swinging around and fighting people and using guns and walking around and talking. And Andy Serkis as Caesar is one of the most underrated, underappreciated roles on a green screen because he is fantastic. Every movie he's in, he makes the movie. This is one of my favorite trilogies of all time. All right, Brandon. We've made our case. You put up a very good fight, Dave. But um, you know what, Jake? You learned. You learn, you learn from, from your, your past mistakes, and here you are. You're tied 1-1. That's right. How does Dave. it feel? Oh, that's right. <laughs> Dave, you could take your Planet of the Apes, your Dawn, War, Earth, whatever the, of the Planet of the Apes you've got, and you can take your ball and go home. Well, maybe not I did yet. Watch, I did watch the first one with James Franco. I thought it was all right. It was like, it was like a step and a half above me, mediocre. Like, it was, like you said, Dave, I mean, it was very, it was very decent for me. So it didn't necessarily intrigue me to watch the second one, but I did hear the second one was better. But um, I mean, I haven't seen either movie. Uh, I'll just give this to the X-Men. I, I got to stay consistent. I gave it to the superheroes last time. So, you know, superheroes again, I feel like it kind of makes sense, even though uh, any superhero movie that we mentioned, there's like an 80% chance I probably haven't seen it. But <laughs> That's all right. That's okay. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, all right, Brandon, we got two more numbers. Um. All right, so we'll go with three for Dave, and we'll do one for Jake this time. All right, Dave, I'm going to start off. Uh, my number one's a really good contender. Got Captain America the Winter Soldier. That's my number one. Uh, that is the second in the Captain America trilogy. 
Um, an incredible spy thriller. Uh, maybe still a lot of people, I know it's still Emily's, I think it's still her favorite Marvel movie. Uh, the scene in the elevator, you have the, the Bucky reveal, the betrayal the fi- that we find out that uh, Hydra's been inside of S.H.I.E.L.D. this whole time. I know a lot of this is probably sounding like just in nonsense to Brandon because I don't think he's seen The Winter Soldier, but I highly recommend <laughs> it. You have? I only see half of this movie. Hey, it's still okay. I mean, even half the movie is better than <laughs> a few of the Marvel movies overall. But it's, it's an incredible movie. Anthony Mackie being introduced as Falcon is such a great movie, and it's such it's such an incredible film that I, I almost think Dave might seed this contest depending on what his movie is. Uh, I'm definitely going to see this contest because I uh, Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, oh, which, is easily, which is easily the worst movie I've ever seen of that grouping, which is... <laughs> Tokyo uh, Drift, yeah, get the Tokyo fuck Drift out of here. It's so bad. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll take my early lead then. I'm sorry, Brandon, but uh, it looks like Dave has seated the ground on Tokyo Drift. Yeah, Tokyo Drift is the one that everyone forgets. I think I've only seen one Fast and Furious movie, but it was definitely one where they like, stop living in reality when they were pretty much superheroes. So you're not there yet, Dave. You know, maybe if it was, like, the fifth movie or something, they'd be just as indestructible. Right. Um, I did actually see a good portion of Winter Soldier, and I really did enjoy it. So, yeah, I'm going to give it to Winter Soldier. All right, Dave, you got to keep your ground here, bud. Yeah, this was uh, this was a beatdown. This was a beatdown choice. It's okay. You won the first one. I've won these two, but I still have some uh, questionable movies that you can make a comeback on. So, Brandon, uh, what do you got next for uh, me and Dave? Uh, let's go with eight for each of you. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. All right. Uh, Dave, I'll start off this one. Uh, my number eight is Hunger Games Catching Fire. This is the second in the Hunger Games trilogy. Um. It's the best one by far. Uh, the first one's good. The third one is unnecessarily split into two parts for uh, no other reason than money. But this is the one where really Jennifer Lawrence comes into her own as, as Katniss Everdeen, a name that I still can't stand. But it's good. It's got some great visuals. Uh, Josh Hutchinson's pretty pretty good in it. It's It's got some pretty compelling acting, some, some pretty decent scenes, but... I mean, it's not my favorite movie, but I do like... If I had to watch one of the Hunger Games movies, Catching Fire is probably the one I would pop on. Just because it's got some, again, like I said, really cool visuals. And, again, some decent scenes in there. I'm not huge on Hunger Games, but I'd say Catching Fire is probably the most universally agreed upon good one of the trilogy. So I'm going to go with Catching Fire. Dave, what are you battling back with? So this is when I think I have a chance in. Um, I bet better than a chance. I think I'm a favorite. Uh, wow. I have Mission Impossible Fallout, which I is was... the most recent Mission Impossible. Mm. Um, and I think this is actually the best Mission Impossible. Uh, anyone that you've heard talk about this movie uh, that really likes these movies has said that this is very close to an A action movie, if not an A action movie, depending on how you feel about the overall plot. It's, it's ripe with lots of stars. It has Tom Cruise and Henry Cavill fighting in the bathroom, fist fighting. It has uh, a bunch of old uh, villains coming back. You have Ving Rhimes and Simon Pegg back as, as co-main stars with Tom Cruise and the CIA team. You have Alec Baldwin. I mean, this this movie is a thriller. It has crazy action, action scenes. And every time Tom Cruise does a stunt, you feel like 
you feel like that he's probably he might actually hurt himself when he does it because he does a lot of his own stunts. And this is every every Mission Impossible movie you, you watch, they somehow get more ridiculous with the stunts, but they somehow like fold it into the movie where you think it's actually like not just over the top. Like when you watch Fast and the Furious, you're like you watch these there's cool stunts. It's not it's not because you think it's legitimate. It's you watch for the stunts. You don't watch for anything else. But this is a movie where you look you look at it and there's crazy stunts. It won best trailer before the movie came out. It won trailer of the year. That's how good the trailer was. Wow. And this movie has all the action scenes you want. You will never be disappointed. You'll be thrilled from start to finish. And this whole team that they put together with actors has really, really played off each other really well over the years. All right. You see, this is where me having known more about the, the source material works against the person. Um, Jake, you're taking the eldest round. This one's going to Dave. Uh, so I actually, I, I think I saw the first Hunger Games movie. I remember it being very boring. Uh, and I also, I, I did read, I read the book when it like first came out. I remember that. And I liked the book. And then the second one, I thought was... It was, it was it was it was good. You're right. I thought it was better than the second one. Third one, I I didn't even finish. I got a few chapters in. I didn't like it. Way back. All right. Because now going on to it more and more. It was a very boring movie. And Mission Impossible. I just at least know just from hearing about it that it's been going on for so long. Like Dave was mentioning, Tom Cruise has his own stunts. Um, yeah, it's probably. It's probably going to be in his favor if you guys are, are battling it out. And you're right, Katniss does have a terrible name. Now that I think of it, I never yes. thought about that before. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. <laughs> it really is not a, not a great name, but uh, it's all right. I'm fine with that. Fallout's. I've heard it's a very good movie, so I'm I'm fine with losing that battle. It's okay, but we're tied up at two now. This is big. This is big. All right, uh, Brandon, what do you got? Let's see. Uh, can you give me a rundown on the, the numbers I've used for each so far? All right, so for me, you have 2, 3, 4, 5, 7, 10, and 11 left. For me, you have 2, 4, 6, 7, 9, 10, 11. We'll go 2 for Dave, and we'll go 5 for Jake. Okay. Uh, Dave, you want to kick us off? Yeah, so I hope you have a really good movie, Jake, because I have The Dark Knight. <laughs> oh, see, I, I do have a really good movie, but I'm, I'm, ready, I'm ready to hear your quote-unquote explanation for the dark knight uh so for the, the explanation for the dark knight is that heath ledger is the joker and it's possibly the most brilliant performance i've ever seen from an actor in a movie and this movie is has all what you want in action thrillers it has great a great cast it has awesome scenes it has really cool shots it has multiple storylines going on it has comedy it has really unique stories behind some of the lines, like when the remote didn't work for the hospital and it became a like a meme and a super, super crazy good scene. It has all sorts of different villains that come out. Uh, this is just a brilliant movie, and it's probably Christopher Nolan's best movies made. Okay, so you got The Dark Knight. That's fine, Brandon. You'll love The Dark Knight. It's a classic, whatever, whatever. I'll take you that, and I'll raise you one... Jeff Goldblum, because I got The Lost World Jurassic Park. Now, a lot of people will tell you, a lot of critics will tell you, not a good movie. Well, they're wrong. Let me tell you why. You got more dinosaurs. That's what everybody's coming to the theater to see. That's what we're. That's why we're seeing Jurassic Park, okay? More dinosaurs, 
more people getting eaten. Um, you got m- way more Jeff Goldblum in this one. And if you think there's too much Jeff Goldblum in something, I don't ever want to talk to you because there's never enough Jeff Goldblum in anything. He was in that travesty the fall- in Falling Kingdom for like 10 seconds. Best 10 seconds of the movie. He's in The Lost World. He's the crux of the movie. Sure, he has a couple of bad lines, but what movie doesn't have those? You got the trailer scene where the trailer's falling off the cliff and he's got the mommies very angry. They got the baby T-Rex and they go after them, push them over the cliff. Fantastic action scene. The don't go into the long grass. Incredible. You got raptors hopping everywhere, going nuts, tearing people to shreds. And then they come back to San Diego. T-Rex gets loose. Oh my God, what are we going to do? They got to get that thing back on the boat. Could you imagine a T-Rex running around Stoneham, Massachusetts? No, you'd shit your pants. It'd be unbelievable. But... That's what makes The Lost World such a fantastic, not fantastic, really, really good movie as opposed to what people might say about it. So that's my argument for The Lost World. Dramatically underrated movie. It's, it might not be a classic like The Dark Knight. might not win you an Oscar like The Dark Knight. But I'll tell you what, it'll win you a lot of fans like The Dark Knight. But it'll still win you a lot of fans. That's just my, that's my case. It won't win you this round, though. Well... That's yeah. not for that's not you know, for you, that's not for you to decide, David. <laughs> I really appreciate you putting up such a fight uh, for a battle that ended long before it started. Well, let me let me ask you a question. <laughs> let me let me ask you a question. If I keep talking longer, will you just give up and give it to me? I don't know about that. It's gonna, it's gonna take a while. Dark Knight is is pretty high up there for me. All right. Well. So. Whatever. Yeah. So I'm gonna give this one to Dave. Wait. What? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Damn it. All right, fine, whatever. Fine. Okay, Brandon, pick a couple other numbers. Um, do you guys both have 11? Uh, we do. Yep. All right, let's do that. All right, Dave, I hope you have a good movie because my number 11 is, is uh, Aliens, which is one of the greatest action movies ever made. It is the sequel to Alien, and it is such a good sequel that it is one of those rarities where it is considered maybe better than an already classic film. Um, directed by James Cameron. Scorny Weaver's also in this one. And, I mean, the simplicity of the title really describes why it's such a great movie. The first movie, you had one alien. The second movie, you have a shitload of aliens. And they are the most terrifying creatures you've ever seen in your life. And the scene when they find out there's like a billion of them coming at them is some of the most terrifying, anxiety-inducing stuff I've ever seen in an action movie. And they really ham it up. And I think Bill Paxton's great in this movie so i i just i love aliens so much i i have to watch it i was watching it maybe a few months ago on tv but it's just such a great movie it's one of those that you just get sucked into it's a one of those classic 80s action movies and also it came out seven years after the first alien and the fact that it was so successful and in in some circles better than the first is pretty remarkable so aliens is uh is my movie Boy, you are in for a battle, Jake. Mm, am I uh, really? Because my movie is Big Mama's House, like Father, oh, like Son, my the God. third one. You've got Easily me. the worst of the trilogy in one of the worst movies ever created. Have you actually uh, seen so this? Wait. Huh? Have you actually seen this? Oh, I have. I don't believe I've seen you. all three. You have, you've seen all three Big Mama's House movies. I think I have as well. Oh, my God. I, I like to torture myself, so... Uh, so in this movie, just so I can battle back with you a little bit, 
this is somehow worse than the second one, which was somehow worse than the first one. And yet I've seen all of them. But that's beside the point. This has a great cast featuring Martin Lawrence, Brandon Jackson, and Jessica Lucas. But in this movie... Who the hell are those last two people? (laughs) You drop drop them like they're Robert De Niro. (laughs) And like I'm supposed to know who the hell these people are. Brandon Jackson was... um he was the, the the friend in Percy Jackson. Okay, Brandon. Yeah, Brandon also that, in, uh, that does not help. Jessica Lucas was in Gotham. She was uh, one of the villains in Gotham. Oh, of course. She was one of the villains in Gotham. Uh, but then, up. in this show, in this movie, I mean, Martin Lawrence's son actually has to dress up like Big Mama. Oh, my God. And... Uh, yeah, this movie's awful. But anyway, thank God you get to see Martin Lawrence make a fool of himself again. And uh, thankfully, he did Bad Boys because there's a lot of bad movies on his on his uh, sheet. But and he did Martin, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, in case you wanted to watch this though, Jake, you can watch this Bad Boy on HBO. So uh, well, thank I know God. As, soon as, as soon as we finish this, you'll probably go want to watch it. But I advise you to wait, get some snacks, oh, and uh, wait wait for your nap time, and then put it on. Is it better? Is it- Better or worse than Collision Course? Oh, it's probably better. I mean, it's not racist. That's that's true, I guess. All right. Um, Brandon, I would say you have a choice to make, but we should just save our breath. This one's easy. Um, there's really no defeating Big Mama. She's yeah, yeah, normal. Right, yeah. I knew that was <laughs> uh, Yeah, I'm going to go with Aliens for this one. Damn it. I put up such a fight. You did. I respect that. I respect that. I'd like to give you half a point. I would. No, you can't. That's that's not happening. All right, um, Brandon, you got five movies left to choose from for each of us, and we're it's, we're tied at three. So this is gonna come down to the wire. It's the best of th- best of three series now, or best of five rather. Remind me of the numbers again. All right, I got two, three, four, seven, and ten. I have uh, four, six, seven, nine, and ten. Uh, four for uh, Dave and seven for Jake. All right, Dave, uh, what do you got? Okay. So for me, I have Toy Story 3. Okay. Which is uh, universally looked at as, if not the best one in the Toy Story... Uh, what is the what is the term for four movies? Quadrilogy? quadrilogy? What is that? I think it's quad Quadrilogy? That's what I thought it was, yeah. Okay, so it's looked at as likely the second best or the best, depending on how you feel about the endings of both of them. Um, it is also the one that is looked at as... If you didn't like the fourth one, which, first of all, I think that's pathetic if you don't like the fourth one. I think that's wrong. If you don't like it because you don't like it, it's it's fine. But if you don't like it because they made it, that's just bad on your part. But uh, the Toy Story 3 has the has a crazy sad ending when the toys are going towards the flames. They have the same cast. They have a really cool story about the toys kind of getting shipped off in like the first new adventure. And everyone goes, not just not just Woody or Buzz, or no one gets lost on their own. They all get kind of pushed towards this big children's play group, and they reset Buzz Lightyear's uh, batteries. It's it's a really interesting story. It keeps you kind of really engaged throughout. It's it's lighthearted like usual. It's fun, and I know Tim Allen isn't like a great actor for a lot of people, but he does a great job as Batman. And him and Tom Hanks have a really good rapport in this movie. Uh, I think overall it's really funny. The, the side characters do a great job. And I think overall this uh, this runs through the gauntlet of emotions for you. So I think you, you'll you laugh some, you cry some, you'll be happy, you'll be sad, uh, you'll laugh. 
you'll be you'll be a little more sad after after some of the scenes. But overall, I think it's a really really uh, good story. All right. Well, I mean, I appreciate you coming to the party, but I'm gonna have to send you home early. Let me put it that way, uh, because you got a classic children's movie, and uh, sure, you could argue Toy Story three. Is and this is how I'm gonna make my argument. You could argue Toy Story three is the best movie of the tri- of the quadrilogy. There's some people like me who think it's maybe the second to worst or not. Well, worst is a relative term because it's still a good movie. But if you say it's worse than Toy Story two, I'm going over there now. Well, it's number three. It's number three. It's what the number is for us. Toy Story three is number three. Two is still my last. Four is my second, and, and the original is my favorite. But look at it this way: the movie I'm gonna present to you is far and away the third best movie as well in its series of movies and there's like seven of them overall uh my movie dave or should i say film is uh alien versus predator um alien versus predator let me tell you it overcame the fact it was pg-13 because they could have showed a lot more gore a lot more violence but didn't you already pick one from this this trilogy I was going to say that. Uh, actually, I did not. This is a Predator movie, too. And I have not chosen <laughs> oh from... God. Oh, my God. And I have not chosen from the Predator trilogy yet. I have, I have chosen an Alien movie. I have not chosen a Predator movie. So, you can, you, can just, you can just back off right now. It was very hostile, but it's okay. It's okay. Uh, Alien vs. Predator. They're up there in the Arctic. They're fighting each other. They're just they're beating the living hell out of each other. It's a it's a real slobber knocker down there. They're just they're just punching and going and it's you know, the, the aliens punching out the predator's head, the predator's like stabbing the alien through the chest, like it's you know, tails stabbing the predator in the back, and the predators like team up with the humans against the queen, they knock the queen into the ocean. It's it is one of the better movies you'll get for a PG thirteen action movie, especially with all the kind of the violence they get away with. Sure, is it a well-written script? No. But like with The Lost World, you're not coming for a well-written script. You're coming to watch the alien and the predator beat the life out of each other. Literally. And that's what they do during the movie. You could care less about the humans. They're there. They exist. They're cannon fodder, for the most part. But at the end of the day, you've got two movies that are the third best in their respective trilogies. If you're just doing predator movies, this is easily the second best. I mean, you got Predator, which is incredible, but this is clearly better than Predator 2, Predators, and The Predator, all of which are pretty much not good, and this is at least average. So you could talk about Toy Story 3, third best movie in a quadrilogy, or Alien vs. Predator, far and away, the second best movie in its series of movies. So you got one choice that's the right choice, and you got Toy Story 3. I rest my case. Well, I do agree that Toy Story 3 is probably the third best in the series because, not because it's a bad movie, just because I enjoyed two and one more and I haven't seen the fourth one. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Toy Story here. Brandon, you got to go, go, go against the grain sometime, my friend. <laughs> you put up a strong battle here, but you can't tell me that Buzz Lightyear, through the power of wholesomeness and love, along with his best pal Woody, wouldn't just destroy some Predators. I mean, it's it's a done deal. It's easy, easy money. Layup. Disappointed, Brandon. You are a wise person. Disappointed. Thank you. That's, that's all right. That's okay. That's okay. 
Also, that predator caveat that I got away with, I'm using that again later on, so don't don't worry about that. Oh my um, god. Is this, this going to be a Jurassic movie? No, it's definitely not going to be a Jurassic movie. Um, <laughs> okay. it's, it's not. Right, he's so, so when he gets the heat the next time, he knows yeah. it's coming. We know right. it's coming too. All right, yeah. So whatever. Prepare, whatever. You know? whatever. All right, uh, <laughs> Brandon, you still have two, three, four, and ten for me. And you have uh, six, seven, nine, ten for me. Um... Let's go seven for Dave, two for Jake. All right, Dave, I'll let you go first. Okay, so my seven is Die Hard with a Vengeance. Okay, so thank Die God. Hard with a Vengeance, huh? I said thank God, because <laughs> my movie's also <laughs> so terrible. I think I think it's actually not a bad movie. I think it gets a bad rap. Uh, it has young Samuel L. It has Bruce Willis. Both of them kind of set sail on a. Uh, not not literally on a boat, but sets out on an adventure through New York, trying to find random bombs and go through the various hoops that the villain wants them to jump through. And there's a pretty good twist if you find out, you know, probably 30 minutes through the movie, if you've seen the first one, haven't seen the third one yet, somehow, and it came out in 95, which is 25 years ago. But uh, it's a really good movie. It has a plot that really kind of evades the time lapse where whereas a lot a lot of movies aren't rewatchable now they're kind of old and grimy this still packs a lot of action it has some very interesting uh plot twists and it does it does keep you very interested in the story um the second one kind of lagged a little bit in that in that regard it didn't really make a lot of sense and it was kind of scattered this one i feel like is a much more tidy story it's not going to be Die Hard 1 because Die Hard 1 is just an incredible movie. It's maybe the best action movie of all time. But this is a movie that if you're looking for something to watch on a Sunday or a Saturday, you sit down, you'll probably get sucked into this because it's a good movie. It has two really good stars to lead the front. And uh, they're very opposite. They're very opposite people, too. They hate each other most of the way, but yet they work together well. And they show some really cool scenic spots throughout New York along the way, too. Okay, that's cool. Now, how about you couch that with the best movie that this property has ever produced, if you can believe it. Uh, my movie is Fantastic Four, The Rise of the Silver Surfer. Now, I understand. Fan four stick with Miles Teller and Michael B. Jordan and uh, Rooney, uh, was it, um, oh my God. Is it Rooney, okay. Mar- Rooney Mara? Is that what I'm thinking of? Kate Mara. Kate Mara. Thank you. Not Ronnie Mara. Kate Mara. Um, terrible. Like, just, I fell asleep halfway through it. Uh, Fantastic Four, the original. Not good. Characters, they're just not fleshed out enough. Now, let me tell you what. The Rise of the Silver Surfer. You got Doug Jones. Doug, oh God. Doug Jones? I think his name is Doug Jones. Playing the Silver Surfer. It's interesting. The CGI for the, that time period is like mid-2000s. So, it still looks like it's not fully rendered, but it doesn't look god-awful. And it's tough with the Silver Surfer trying to, like, make that look like an actual person. So they did a good job with that. You got Chris Evans. He's the Human Torch. You got Chris Evans getting ready for that Captain America role. You can see it in his flaming, flaming eyes. I was trying to think of what color his eyes are. If Emily was awake, she could have thrown that at me, but she's not. Maybe they're blue. I have no idea. Green? I don't know. But anyway, you got him there, those flaming green, blue eyes, whatever they're called. Um, his soul on fire with passion. You got Jessica Alba. She's oh Sue Storm. <laughs> oh my God. You got Jessica Alba. She's Sue Storm. Fantastic. Turning invisible. The, some pretty good effects. 
You have Mr. Fantastic. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name in real life, but it's good. And then you got uh, Michael Chiklis. Who doesn't like a good Michael Chiklis appearance in a movie? And I'm just saying, Die Hard with a Vengeance, it was old. It's, it's gotten old. The Die Hard thing, it's, it's, it ran, out, ran its course. You, then you got, like, Live Free or Die Hard, like, 10 years later, 15 years later. Dude, but what about Live Free or Die Hard? That's, that's irrelevant what happens after this movie. Well, I'm just saying, it, it was already so played out that whatever they did afterwards was irrelevant anyway, because it was already irrelevant by the time they got to the fourth movie. You need you're, packing, you're packing your argument with irrelevant facts here. Oh, I'm not, because Die Hard with a Vengeance was already played out. That's why that movie was it just wasn't good. And then you get The Silver Surfer, which... I'm not going to say it's Oscar-worthy, but it's not the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. And that might not get it over The Dark Knight, but I think it'll get over Die Hard with a Vengeance because that's the fourth movie in a line of already watered-down sequels, while The Rise of the Silver Surfer has nowhere to go but up. That's what I'm just saying. Has nowhere to go but up. Die Hard with a Vengeance, nowhere to go but down. I rest my case. Here's the thing, though. If you look at IMDb... Their movie that's played out got a 7.6, whereas yours got a 5.6. I'm sorry, are we just going by IMDb and, uh, here? I thought we were going by IMD Brandon, but that's how we were creating well, things. We're also not going by movies that don't involve, don't involve the movie I'm talking about. So. <laughs> okay, Dave. All right, Brandon, right. okay. right, let's see what your thoughts are. Okay. You guys both put on very strong fights here. You know, if you were in law school, I'd give you, I'd say you passed your bar exam right here, right now. You don't even need to see anything else. No grades, no eight plus years of, of school, none of that. Got your law degrees today. Um, but with that being said, there's always got to be a winner. There's always got to be a, a decision in a case. And uh, you know what, Jake, you were pretty um, generous to the movie for its uh, CGI. Yes. <laughs> the only thing I remember hearing about that movie is about how shitty it was. <laughs> it's not as bad and as making it out to be. It's really not. I remember it being pretty bad too. Um, so, but I haven't seen it. But I also haven't seen Die Hard. I know they don't have CGI like that. <laughs> so, no, they only have terrible plots and horrible twists. That's all they got in that movie. Hey, you know what? That's a bit more bearable. So I'm, I'm gonna give it to Die Hard here. All right. Well, that only means <laughs> that I have to uh, run the table. So, whatever. What's the score? Uh, Dave's up five to three with three movies left to go. So I got to run the table if I want to win. Ooh. All right. Dave, uh, Brandon, you have three, four, and ten left. Three, four, and, and ten. You have, uh, six, nine, and ten. Um, let's just do ten for both of you guys right here. Oh, motherfucker. All right. Uh, Dave, why don't you kick us off? Okay. So uh, this is one where uh, I might be in a little bit of trouble here. Um so I have, oh boy, I have taken two. Oh my and, god! Uh, you get the get the f- a little bit of trouble. A little bit. You just put up Fantastic Four. What are you talking about? Uh, that's what I'm that saying. Silver bad. Surfer looks like the Departed compared to Taken Two. All right, whoa, whoa, okay, whoa. <laughs> if anyone's going to see Taken, they're not expecting a great movie. You see a superhero movie, you're expecting a great movie. Oh, oh, okay, in the mid-2000s, I wouldn't say that's the case. Nowadays, yes. In the mid-2000s, you were expecting something passable that your kid wouldn't fall asleep halfway through. This is a different era. Taken 2. Taken 2. Liam Neeson kicking ass. That's what you get in Taken 2. Taken 3 is pretty much trash. Taken 2, you get you get a story where where uh, Liam Neeson actually goes to try to get his wife back that's taken hostage. Oh, It's a little bit of a... Of a different story, not probably as good as saving his daughter. And a a little, a little bit. It's the same plot, just with his wife. 
It's the same uh, story. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, the same thing with uh, Fantas- I mean, uh, Fast and the Furious movies. Those are successful every year. They do the same stuff. I mean, movies uh, can be successful if they repeat the same thing. We've seen that. Okay, but I mean, we're not talking about a movie that's being successful. We're talking about a movie that's good. See, but I'm explaining my case. Yeah, Just like you were using you were using false facts talking about how Live Free or Die Hard is bad, trying to make your case but why move my movie oh, sucks. That wasn't even so, the same movie. So are we are we gonna are we grading movies now on how successful they were? Is that what we want to talk about? I mean, you threw that out there last time. You started that argument. I didn't start it. Alright, let me let me let me look up a quick uh look a little quick box office gross for Taken Two. How about that? Let's see, Taken I mean, Two compare it. Compared to your movie, which I don't even know what it is, so I'm in the dark here. Uh, Taken 2, I cannot believe, made $376 million. That is... What was that, Jacob? Success? Huh? That's what outrageous. That? Oh, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't Actually, you know what? Now. You're right, Dave. That That that's is a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Wasn't that, what was about how the same thing can play out and still be successful? That's what happens here. Mm-hmm. Liam Neeson kicks... Ass. Oh, that's it weird. Money. So, so you got to move. That's that's actually that's crazy. Three hundred seventy-six million. That's a lot of money. How about a movie that made eight hundred and fifty million dollars? How's that sound to you? I don't know what movie you have, so I can't say anything. Okay, because hiding in the dark like normal. Uh, because it's Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. And let me Never. tell you, let me tell you right now. Okay. So hold on, hold on. Before you start, you're giving me shit. Star Wars is like. Basically the same premise every movie. It's it, just different characters. It's, ab- ha- it's absolutely not the same premise every movie. There's a diff- it's, it's a trilogy of movies following a consistent storyline. Taken is my daughter got taken, my wife got taken, and then I think my wife dies in the third one. I can't remember the whole plot of that one. But third one's irrelevant. We're talking about the second one. I know. We're talking about the second one, but it's not very good either way. Revenge of the Sith is... An incredible achievement because Phantom Menace, everybody hates. Attack of the Clones, somehow people hate even more. And Phantom Menace is actually, not Phantom Menace, I'm sorry, Revenge of the Sith, just defies all the expectations by being a good movie. In fact, there I know one of the huge Star Wars fans, my cousin is a huge Star Wars fan, this is his favorite Star Wars movie. I don't agree with that, it's not my favorite one. But Revenge of the Sith taken from the original Star Wars, not the original, the prequel Star Wars trilogy, very distinct prequel Star Wars trilogy, it is by far the best one. It made $850 million, so people went to go see it, obviously. They wanted to see the conclusion of the storyline. And Hayden Christensen doesn't look lost acting on screen, which is a huge upgrade. Ewan McGregor is fantastic as Obi-Wan Kenobi, and we see that transformation, that final transformation from... Uh, Anakin Skywalker over to Darth Vader and unlike repeating the same storyline from a very successful very good movie and making it worse it took the storyline that they were burying underground revived it brought it back to life and actually brought it to fruition so for me I was actually scared because this movie is good not great so if you threw like a dark knight at me or something like that I'd be absolutely screwed but I feel like Revenge of the Sith is at least good enough to take over Taken 2. I'm sorry. I, I will say this. Full disclosure, I saw Taken 2 in theaters because I love Taken. And it was fine. I didn't hate it. I'm not going to say I hated it. But I liked Revenge of the Sith way better. 
even though you just dumped on it before you started talking, saying how bad it was. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not. A, it's not. It's not a good movie. It's a good how action could, movie. How can Brandon trust your words now? You just went back on what you said. It's not. I mean, I'm. I'm like. It, when I say something's fine, I'm like, oh, that was fine. Like that's all right. Like I'm not gonna say like, all right, like it's the worst thing I've ever seen. That would be reserved for Taken Three, not Taken Two, which is like not good, but not trash. Like it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. Well, that would go to like Attack of the Clones, which is god awful. Revenge of the Sith, great movie, good movie, good movie. Uh, this is yet another example of me having seen one and not having seen the other, and me having seen that one working against it. Because had I gone into both of these movies blind, Dave, I definitely would have sided with you. But I actually saw Taken Two, oh, and damn it, an absolutely <laughs> un- unfortunate <laughs> cause for damn it. <laughs> Why do you have to see it? Well, I, the scene that always brings me back to that movie is literally he has the daughter on the phone and they're like trying to find each other or something, and they need to use sound to. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, it's so fucking stupid. And he just has her toss them in the in like the middle of streets and on top of buildings and whatnot, and they make these huge sounds. Nothing happens. This girl just throwing grenades in the middle of a city. <laughs> And he just figures out where he is, and he's able to like complete the mission. The, the amount of little sense that went into that movie, and especially after, bro, Taken is one of my all-time favorite movies. That movie shocked me in ways that I did not expect. It, like that movie is a PG thirteen movie, but that movie is rated R, and I also did not expect that movie to be anywhere near that good. And they went hardcore in that. What, like time and time again, I go back to it. My favorite part of that movie. There's one dude just standing outside of a car. He works for the bad dudes, yes. But he hasn't done anything to Liam Neeson personally. Probably no, he's just like a henchman that works for these dudes. He's never shot a gun. He's just there. Liam Neeson takes this dude and slams his head in the car door. Just shuts it on this dude's head. The amount of force that is needed to perform that act. And then he just jumps on a boat, mercs all these dudes. That did not happen in Taken 2. I don't know what happened to Star Wars, but that didn't happen in Taken 2. And for that reason and that reason alone, I'm sorry, Dave. This was going to jail. Wow, that's good. That's good. Keeps me alive, which is good because other than Revenge of the Sith, I had a couple of aces in the hold otherwise. So let's hope. Uh, let's hope this stays consistent. Uh, Brandon, you have three and four remaining for me. I have a uh, six and nine. <laughs> um, let's go six for Dave and three for Jake. All right, Dave. Uh, do you want me to start? Or do you want to go first? Uh, you can start. All right, I'll I'll just drop two words on you. Avengers Endgame. <laughs> of course. I knew you had Avengers, okay. one of the Avengers in there. Okay, there we go. Uh, yeah, I, we may as well just skip it. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, what is yours? I have Ocean's 13. Get the fuck out of here. Ocean's 13. Get the fuck out of here. No way. Avengers Endgame. I mean, if if Dave is pretty much saying you might as well skip it. It's we both know Avengers Endgame is by far the superior movie. Hey, you need to learn your lessons here. Just like Dave and I mean, just like Jake in the beginning here, where had he put up a fight for Harry Potter, things could have been different. I I, I didn't love Ocean's Thirteen, but I very much enjoyed it. Uh, it wasn't as good as the first two ones, if I remember correctly. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I guess we're gonna go with uh, we're, we're gonna go with Endgame here. Which brings us to a five-five tie. We have a winner take all. Final brouhaha to decide the winner, just like we'd have with Anton Sugar in the last time we did this. Dave, yes, 
our last two movies. I cede the floor to you as the road team. Let's hear yours first, and I'll make my case for mine. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, so mine, Dave, and yep. you might not be happy to hear this because it's also a very good movie, is Logan. Mm. That is a good one. I have Captain America Civil War. Ooh, this is, this is tough. This is tough. So, so Logan is the third movie in the Wolverine trilogy, and it is by miles the best movie. Uh, Origins is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Uh, the Wolverine is average, and Logan is one of the best superhero movies ever made. It's not really a traditional superhero movie. It's based, It's adapted off of the Old Man Logan comic. And it's not Wolverine as we're expected to see him. He's older. He takes longer to regenerate. He takes longer to pop out bullets. He's not as invincible as he was. And he is tasked with taking care of Professor X as he ages. And he starts having seizures, which obviously with his, his powers, like sends out like shockwaves to the world and like makes other people freak out too. Um, he has X-23, which is uh, a little girl who has, we find out, similar powers uh, and mutations as uh, Wolverine, as Logan. And there's a few other characters mixed in there. Um, Pierce is the villain. And, but really, it ultimately is just an incredible story about Logan, his aging, and him kind of growing to accept, you know, his, you know, his role in Laura X-23's uh, life. And I think, I mean, if you haven't seen it, I'm I'm sorry, but one of the one of the best scenes I've ever seen in a superhero movie is he dies at the end. He ends up getting uh, shoved into a tree essentially, and it pierces him in the stomach. And they hold an impromptu funeral for him, Laura, and a bunch of other younger mutants. And they have a cross standing up, and she walks over and tips it over into an X. And it's like one of the coolest things you'll ever see. I absolutely, I love it. It's such a great way to end the movie and a great way to cap off Hugh Jackman's uh, tenure as Wolverine. So, Logan, if you haven't seen it, it's like almost like a comic book western. It's just so unique to me, and I've I, I've loved it ever since I saw it. I watched it on HBO like a year ago, and I just fell in love with it. So, I got to go with Logan, but I'm anxious to hear uh, hear Dave's case as well. Logan is a very good movie. We've talked about it on the podcast actually that it's one of the more underrated superhero movies, um, but. Captain America Civil War is as close to an Avengers movie as you can get because I know Avengers movies are big hits with people because it combines a lot of different superheroes. Uh, this is really your first look at like a battle between all the different superheroes and you got people taking sides. You get to see the new Spider-Man. Uh, you get to see a battle at the airport, at the airstrip. And first of all, that battle is one of the coolest scenes you'll see in any superhero movie. Obviously, until you get to the new Avengers, then you have Endgame and Infinity War, and you just have that stuff blows it out of the water. But uh, until that point, this was maybe one of the coolest scenes you've ever seen. You get to see all the superheroes going at it, and they're actually fighting to like hurt each other. It's not like they're just joking around, like training. They're actually trying to kill each other. They believe they're fighting for a better cause. They're you know Captain America, you have Tony Stark. Uh, this movie was one of the first movies to make over a billion dollars that wasn't the Avengers movies. It made over a billion worldwide. And first of all, it has a tremendous story behind it that, that includes all of the characters. It's not, it's not like a Thor or a Dark World or Incredible Hulk. or uh, I mean, this is one of the best movies 
And really, it makes you look at the whole Captain America quadrilogy or trilogy rather. And Winter uh, Winter Soldier's up there too. This is really good. First Avengers kind of just okay. It's 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 good. It's probably somewhere in the middle of all the MCU movies. But I mean, if you want one thing to take away from this movie, one thing that sticks in your mind, it's the battle at the at the airport at the airstrip. You have Falcon. You have Spider-Man, you have Tony Stark and Captain America going at it because they both believe that their positions are better for the world and better for them to to hold. They don't want to agree. And you finally get to see the one thing you've really wanted in every superhero movie. Who is the better hero? Who is stronger? Everyone always wants to know that, that question. When you play cards, you know, the superhero cards, you play video games, everyone always picks their superhero, you fight. Who is the stronger superhero? You get to find out when you see everyone fight how everything goes and who, who what who's whose side everyone's on. It's it's a really fascinating way to look at it. You know what? You guys both put up, you know, remarkable performances here, um, deserving of some form of an award. If there's like a yearly, you know, debate, you know, medal you could get for for this purpose. I would nominate you both right in this very moment. moment. Uh, but as we mentioned, someone has to win. Um, and like like we've been saying in the past, I am not too well-versed on superhero movies, but this is one that I've actually seen. And not only have I seen Civil War, I saw this in theaters. So I saw it at like full effect. And I, that was an incredible movie, I must say. Um, at the end of it, I can't remember if I sided with Captain America or Iron Man fully. But I remember they both made very compelling arguments for each of their sides. It was actually like a superhero story that interested me because it talked about like some of the implications of it. They're like, yo, these superheroes cause billions of dollars of damage and explode buildings in their wake and like kill massive amounts of people. What's going to happen with this? And like, <laughs> I thought that was a really cool thing to explore. And also how they were going in the past talking about how Iron Man's parents were killed. But Bucky was used as a vessel and he had nothing to do with it. But also, like, you can completely understand someone hating someone for that when they're not the same person anymore. So it brought all of that into perspective and whatnot. Um, Logan, on the other hand, sounds like a great movie. It sounds like it's one of the superhero movies. It's not really like a uh, traditional superhero movie, which, um, you know, sounds interesting to me. Uh, just because, again, nothing against superhero movies, but I feel like a lot of them fall a lot of the same elements. And I don't mean necessarily good guy versus the villain, because I get that that's a part of it. But I'm just saying a lot of the other conventional tropes that come with storytelling. Um, but Civil War, I thought, was an awesome movie. Uh, really cool. Like you mentioned, Dave, that airport scene was awesome. So unfortunately, Jake, and fortunately for Dave, uh, we're going to have to give this this battle here to Mr. Dave Albiani. He went six to five. Congratulations, Dave. Brandon, you are a wise man. You are very wise. I've always said that about you. Very wise person. Thank you. Thank you. That's the, that's the first thing that, you know, I tell everyone about myself anytime I meet them. Before I tell them my name, even, just let them know how wise I am. So I appreciate <laughs> you saying that. <laughs> thank you. That was, quiet. The, that was a that was a good battle because Logan, like I said, is one of the more underrated movies, and uh, Jake Jake had some good movies on his list, and we each had some stinkers, and 
it was it was a good battle, and it could have gone either way. Definitely, it could make some movies I have seen and haven't seen. And it's I wasn't just uh, giving you guys points to be, you know, throwing suspense out there. That was a uh, that was the evenly matched battle out here. You guys both made compelling arguments. Uh, the numbers fell out in a way that you know we had some some pretty evenly matched battles here. And I think that was a, a good solid round to end with too. It wasn't like it was Dark Knight versus uh, Big Mama's House or whatever. It was <laughs> <laughs> such trash. If it was Big, if it was Big Mama's House three against the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight wouldn't have a chance. Big yeah, Mama's we House have, three. We might just. I think the next edition of this, we have to just go in with eleven terrible movies. That might be what we have to do. Just take our approach and do a. Uh, the opposite of just which one's worse. It's argue the oh, worst I'm, movie. I'm that would be hilarious. Dave, you should have saved Taken 2 for that one. Absolutely. I, I'm in for that. Alright, so that there we go. We already decided on the on the next one of who would win in a fight, but uh, Dave takes this one 6-5 to five in uh, uh, an absolutely heated battle. He squandered that 5-3 lead, but he ended up keeping on that win. So, uh, congratulations to Stoneham Mayor Dave Alviani on his victory. <laughs> Uh, so that's, that's another edition of Who Would Win a Fight. Uh, Brandon, thank you so much for joining us and being our judge today. Thank you for having me. Where can we find you on uh, the Twitter machine? Uh, BMAX15. Perfect. And Dave, uh, our champion, where can we find you on the Twitter machine? You can find me at uh, David underscore, at David underscore Albiani. I am uh, at Jacob underscore Morocco. The podcast is a CSL podcast on Twitter. You can find us on Spotify. We're getting distributed to some other platforms uh, soon. Uh, we're also on Anchor. It's where we distribute it out of now. We'll be posting some, probably some older episodes, some throwback stuff on there. We have some other stuff coming up this week. So uh, be on the lookout, and uh, we will catch you later on.